debating. I was debating whether or not we should have like someone like Heather in on this episode or something because this episode is essentially two men about to report on the really horrific, horrendous behavior of a woman. Yeah. It's not a good look. Not a good look for us. But how many good looks do we have? None. Zero good looks. <laughs> no good looks, got John. No, got I no just counted. I'm like, nope, no, no, no good looks. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, because I told you one incident that I knew of. Yeah. Right? Which is just, it's glorious. Mwah, mwah, gem that is, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to stretch that out into an episode, mm-hmm. right? And build an episode around this person who famously, you know, when you think of like films, there's the Big Faye Three. Right, like Bonnie yeah. and Clyde, yeah, um, Chinatown, yep, and then Network, which she won Best Actress for. Oh yeah, right. Don't say Supergirl. I know it's on the tip of your tongue. Don't do it. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, Helen Slater really just overshadows her in that whole thing. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> but but my point is, I was like, you know, how am I going to stretch this out and maybe balance it out with the wonderful work she did. So then I do the the rabbit hole as we do before we get yeah. our mics and talk about it. And uh, I'm going to start the show with this clip. And then you're just going to hit the theme song while we giggle. Let me ask you about um, uh, you as a person to work with and around. Uh, how have you been over the years? How have you changed? When you had success, did it did it go to your head? Did it change? Have you mellowed? Were you a diva ever? Did you make demands? Well, looking oh, back... Those are terrible questions. Yeah, well. <laughs> have I got to be honest? Um, was I a diva? I didn't really. It may have come off like that sometimes, I think. I mean, I certainly never locked my dressing room door. Or, I mean, I've always tried to... I know this may, maybe this sounds like a cop-out, but I just... Um, crazy to make it good i'm crazy to get it as good as it possibly can be and sometimes that you know and i'm devoted to that and really committed to that so above almost above all else but i don't think i've been unkind with people or rude with people but i have been kind of maniacal about when when about trying to get it as good as it can be Now who's making that ruckus? My brain is like a junk drawer Filled with rusted scissors and some ratty duct tape Next to the toenail clippers A single broken crayon, know those batteries are dead Need some crackle and some fizzy just to clear my dizzy head Welcome to Pop Rocks and Soda The show often called the true crime genre side piece. <laughs> I am co-host and icon of the indifferent, Doug Wartell. And I am your other co-host and DC cab driver, John Michelle. I love that my t-shirt inspired you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am warmly jealous of that shirt. Right I'm going to get you one. Oh. I'm going to get you one because you're the best. <laughs> Actually, Mr. T is the best. Mm-hmm. He loves his mama. That's right. Always be kind to your mama. He didn't come to this planet to fuck around, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where to begin with Miss Dorothy Faye Dunaway? Oh, her first name is Dorothy? Yeah, it's one of my favorite names. Dorothy Faye. Dorothy Faye. I think it's a cool name. Yeah. If in your mind, what is the second worst thing to have happened at the Oscars? The second worst (laughs) thing to happen at the Oscars? Yeah, we all know the first thing. Oh, God, yeah. Oof. Uh, Green Book? 
No. <laughs> I was going to say, the English patient? <laughs> no, do you remember they dragged Faye Dunaway and um, Warren Beatty up on stage? They, they dragged Bonnie and Clyde on stage to announce the best picture. What year? Only a few years ago, dude. And they read the wrong best picture. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They read La La Land when the best picture was Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. Now, I'm going to make the case How? in this episode. Well, here's the thing. She took a, sh- a screenshot. Like, she photographed it with her phone. The card said La La Land. Oh, it did? Yeah. Like, they were done dirty. Oh. Yeah, like, they didn't just riff. And if you remember, like, the cast of La La Land was brought on stage. Yeah. And then they had to tell everyone, no, you didn't. Imagine, like, you think you won Best Picture, like, no, it actually isn't. You. Could you imagine? How long do you think it took to, like, make La La Land? Like, at least a year, right? Yeah. I don't know. I never watched it because I was like, eh, I'd rather watch Gene Kelly. Right. But any musical. Yeah. Right? Like, you got to record the tracks. Then you got to yeah, yeah. lip sync. Oh, the yeah. Track, then absolutely. You, there's choreography. Oh. There's costume. Yeah, like, the probably, whole... probably more than over a year. Right. Yeah. So you get you spent your life making this thing. Yeah. And, and, and then the you're like, holy shit, I was super bold, right? <laughs> exactly. And they're like, no, no. Be like, actually, those rings don't fit on your finger. Right. They fit a la Mar- I'd never get his name right. Ma- Mahershala Ali. That's it? Mahershala is his first name? Ma- Mahershala. Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Yeah, which is easier for me to than. Dude, um, change your name to Mac. She would tell Ejiofor. Actually, now I can say his name. I, are too. you speaking in a new language? Like, you don't, what is, you don't remember? You know, okay, so she would tell Ejiofor is. Oh, <laughs> every time you say it's hilarious. <laughs> did you? It's like Zacafron. Did you see? Um, uh, what should we call it? Serenity was the Firefly movie. Oh yeah, yeah, the operative. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or what m- most white people might know, uh, 12, year, 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> that, that was him, too. The movie on the tip of every white guy's tongue. <laughs> now, let me just learn how to say it before Blade comes out. Yeah. Go ahead. Mahershala. Mahershala. Yeah. It's I, just which hilarious. I, which I'm, pro- I'm probably mispronouncing it. Yeah, I'm going to think you are, because it doesn't sound as goofy when I hear it on TV. Mer, is it? Yeah, it's Mer, I hear it on TV, Mer, and it sounds cool. Mahershala Ali, I yeah. think. I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm get yeah. 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 Someone will let us know. They always do. But he's uh, he's awesome. I was just watching the original Blade the other night. Oh, really? The first one? Yeah, with um, uh, Dorf. Steven Dorf. I'm going to make the case in this episode. That there was at least motive to do Faye Dunaway dirty. Okay. Because there's not one incident of her behaving poorly. There are 36 incidents of Ooh. her behaving poorly. We're not going to go over all 36. Now, we don't have actually that kind of time. Perf- behaving poorly, or could these all be considered Mm-mm. justified moments of Hollywood justice? We'll let the audience decide, John. <laughs> we are going to let you decide. So the first incident I will bring up mm-hmm. happened in 2019 when she was fired from her own play for creating a dangerous environment. Oh, God. She was in T for uh, T at five, which was the Catherine Hepburn biography, like where she was going to play Catherine Hepburn. Oh, whoa. You know what a comeback that would have been for her? Yeah. Like Faye Dunaway on Broadway is Catherine Hepburn. Faye Dunaway is Catherine Hepburn. 
That Why was, is it a horror film? <laughs> 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 I think that's how the play should have started. And, and, then, really, and then just a stark, bright white spotlight on her in the center of the stage. But is it like shaky Catherine Hepburn? Yeah. <laughs> like you see her silhouette shaking. That's not nice. That was not nice. No. I'm, I wasn't laughing at that. I was no. laughing at something else. So at rehearsals, she told her cast members oh. and crew, oh no one is to wear white because it is distracting to me. And <laughs> like a cat with a laser pointer? <laughs> yeah. Essentially, that's right. Weird. And she was like, if you are wearing white and you get in my eye line, you're, you're not going to want to do that. Oh, my God. And until somebody did. And then somebody got cracked in the jaw. No <laughs> shit. And the director was like, he, the director came in and he was like, uh, Ms. Dunaway, get your things and go home. And that was it. And the next day it was all over the news that Faye Dunaway was fired. Wow. Yeah. So Faye Dunaway, 2019, not, not fucking around folks, not and here to fuck around like what Mr. T is she likes, what is she like? 76, 77, she's 82 now, 82. Yep. Mm -hmm. So she was 80 when that happened. She was older than 76 when that happened. Yeah. No, it's 2022, John. Oh, fuck. yeah. Yeah. 29, 20, <sighs> 21. There are some 22. days that some people are like 20 years ago. And I'm like, oh, you mean like 1984? Right. <laughs> I think that's a whole a lot of us because I've seen memes like that that were like people can't. It's like grasp that 1996 was like to to me a long time. Twenty ago. years always meant the 80s, right? Well, do you see? We smell like mothballs and soup. <laughs> Our memories are small and fleeting, like a train that is pulled away. <laughs> but uh, on the set of Mommy Dearest, let's go oh, to Mommy Dearest. Oh, okay. So we're. We're, we're skipping around. We're, we're we're jumping back to the prime. prime you, you know what's weird? I think you and I have very different memories of Mommy Dearest than reality. What do you because mean? Because I don't know if you remember this. Mommy Dearest was not well received when it came out. And I think it was the gay community actually made it bigger really? later on. Yeah, because of her, her performance is so campy. Yeah. And, but she got a Razzie for that. That movie ruined her career. Oh, I assume, and you don't think you don't remember that, right? I guess I assumed it was popular because there were so many people joking about it, which I guess probably should indicate what the a real movie was like. But that would be like if a bunch of Gen Zers walk through life thinking Showgirls was a masterpiece. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, which it is. It kind of is, but you know. Oh God! <laughs> I saw that opening night. You did opening night. Opening night. Good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Was it though? Well, yeah, yeah. Monkeys. Oh, the greatest dialogue ever. That that weird scene with uh, Elizabeth Berkley and Kyle MacLachlan. And Which one? Oh, the pool it, scene. The pool yeah, scene yeah. where it looks like they're being eaten by piranhas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dear Lord. Directed by Paul Vorhoven. Vorhoven, who directed RoboCop. One of the best director's commentaries that you will ever listen to is, is on Showgirls? Total Recall. Oh. Because it's Verhoeven and Schwarzenegger talking about making Total Recall. Just to give you one little gem, mm -hmm. 
There's, the, you know, the scene in Total Recall where uh, he's having breakfast and his wife Sharon Stone is like, you know, talking to him and he's about to start. In her day. yoga pants. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. early in the movie. Yeah. I remember the yoga pants. So, so picture watching that scene and then. For aesthetic reasons. I wasn't being perverted. Oh, no. Of course. Right. right. And then uh, as you're watching that scene, you just hear Arnold Schwarzenegger interject. So clearly here, she is trying to make me not see the news. <laughs> because you know, she, like, she's was, block, she's blocking him from right, seeing the television. Right, yeah. right. I, for a minute, I was like, as we were going down this road, I was like, should our audience take Ritalin before we <laughs> hit the microphone because we're going everywhere? But that was worth it. That was. It's. It is. Sometimes you go is, down a side street and there's you know a Dunkin' Donuts on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so on the set of Mommy Dears. <laughs> Ritanya Alda, who played her assistant. Okay. Not her daughter Christine, yeah. but her assistant in the film. Yeah. <laughs> First day of filming, she shows up, and there's supposed to be a stage slap, and Faye Dunaway cold clocked her in the face. By the way, a lot of these stories are going to end with, and Faye Dunaway <laughs> cold clocked her in the face. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Uh, I have a feeling the moral of this episode is going to be don't fuck with a ton of Oh, no. Moral of the story, nothing. We're going to sell T-shirts. <laughs> I'm not even joking. When we get a merch page, you're going to see the Pop Rocks and Soda logo, right? Mm -hmm. A beautiful photo of prime Faye Dunaway. Mm -hmm. And we'll explain to you why later, but she'll be holding a coffee cup. Oh. <laughs> and it'll say... Come find out. <laughs> I think that's the first Pop Rocks and Soda t-shirt. That, I, I, I can't wait to wear that shirt. Put a pin in that, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so she slapped one of her co-stars in the face. First day of shooting, right? As you do. As you do. In 1996, we're just jumping back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> we're like sewing stitches through time. She was touring a show called Masterclass. Okay. And uh, the wig designer's assistant came in to help her adjust her wig. Oh, God. No warning. Never nothing. send an assistant to Faye Dunaway. Because you know what happens, John? What? They get cold clocked <laughs> in the face. Um, I'm going to play this clip. Okay. Of uh, Betty Davis Ooh. on Johnny Carson. Betty Davis, famously not of the greatest temperament herself, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just let the clip speak for itself. So who's one of the worst people you know in Hollywood? That I worked with? Or that you wouldn't want to work with again. If you don't, you don't have to comment one, on that. One million dollars, Faye Dunaway. Wow. <laughs> Everybody you can put into this chair will tell you exactly the same thing. <laughs> That's fucking harsh. What is it about Miss Dunaway that makes her... Well, she's just totally impossible. Really? Yes. I don't think we have the time to go into all the reasons. <laughs> she just, let's put it, she is just uncooperative. She's not there. Totally. Miss Dunaway is for Miss Dunaway. <laughs> no, she truly, all yeah. seriously, is really... On. She's very unprofessional. I see. Difficult woman. Now, I'm going to give this context, right? Betty Davis. <laughs> she worked in a, uh, on a film with Faye Dunaway called The Disappearance of Amy, right? Sounds like a TV movie. In which she was like really late all the time, Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Right? James Woods was also in this film. Oh, God. Now, 
This is one of the. I, I, this, I, I, this is the first incident where you're like, well, maybe if he was right. Yeah, right? I was gonna say like, <laughs> right? like, so he was like improvising his lines. Mm. She picked up what was closest to her, like a prop, and threw it at his face. Ooh, is that right? why it looks like that? <laughs> right, probably. <laughs> but yeah, interesting enough. Do you know? I don't know if I'm gonna say this correctly. Jill Sobul is Jill, singer. Yeah, she's. Uh, I kissed a girl. Yeah, she was an extra in that film. Oh, whoa. Yeah, and she said of Dunaway that they were having to wait in the hot sun in their costumes sweating for Faye Dunaway to get ready to get on set. And when she did, she screamed at everybody. Oof. Like, she just comes in late and just starts flipping out on everybody. And then James Woods was like, well, if she can do that by gum, I think I know what I'm going to be doing from now on. Now, there are tales of, like, her neighbors. Like, her actual, like... There's accounts from her neighbors. Yeah. Right? Where she's parked cars in their driveway. What? (laughs) Yeah. And then when she's confronted, she swings at them and curses them out. And when they call the cops, she curses the cops out. Is she possibly... Peter careful, O'Toole. careful, careful, careful. <laughs> I was going to say. Careful with your language. I was going to say, Peter O'Toole is like Hollywood's kind of lovable teetotaler. <laughs> is she possibly the more like violent side of that? The you more know, rock'em sock'em yeah. robot version of this? Like, you know how, like, like I know when, when I, when I drink like, tequila it's like oh you know it's like it's a good night but if i drink like a, a crap ton of bourbon or, oh, or whiskey like i get like aggressive yeah you know what's interesting i get that way with gin oh. there's gin in my drink like i i think i'm allergic to something in it or something like i'll get like really like jumping out of my skin yeah so yeah. is it possibly that she's like just hammered all the time and she's drinking the wrong booze the whole time? That's a good, you know. I don't know. Like, is I like that, how you frame that. Like, maybe there's something wrong and we can help her. Maybe. Yeah. We could just, like, switch it up. Be like, hey, how about you just try some vodka, Faye? Right. Huh. That was good. Maybe wine. Maybe wine. Maybe water. <laughs> maybe chocolate milk. <laughs> I mean, her performance in Barfly is very convincing. It is. I mean, in... I came in front. It's one of my favorite things she's ever done. Like her I, performance in it, it's incredible. Maybe she's just hammered all the time and just hammering on people's faces because of it. Her her blood looks poisoned in that movie. <laughs> like say that it's a like good performance. Like she even has that face, like that saggy. Like you know when someone's yeah. been at the bar too long and their face just starts to sink into so, itself. It starts to fall off of itself. Yeah, you could tell Mickey <laughs> you, Rourke. Your they had face to- is falling off of your face. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Let's not go down that road. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so if the story that I told you that you know is the headliner. Yeah. This is like the opening band. that It was like the time I saw Iggy Pop and the opening band was Jane's Addiction. Ooh. So this is Jane's Addiction. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go! <laughs> so Greg Grunberg, 
Ooh, the, yeah. the Greg the Grunberg. Greg Grunberg. Who, who the fuck is Greg Grunberg? Grunberg. Greek. And you were you were telling me I couldn't say Mahershala? <laughs> <laughs> say say Greg Grunberg five five times fast. Greg, Greg I can't. Greg Grunberg. <laughs> Greg Grunberg, who people know from, you know, I guess the show Heroes and all the Star Wars sequels. Huh? And yeah, alias and Huh? Yeah, the guy with the beard. The guy with the beard and alias. Look at Diane. Diane. When you when you see his face, you, you're going to be like, oh, that fucking guy. Diane, can you tell me who Greg Grunberg is? Oh, that fucking guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. He really was just like he. He's everywhere. Pop, he was popping up everywhere. But he was. He, well, he's also J.J. Abrams' boy, right? Like he's. Yeah. He, everything J.J. does. Yeah. Greg's right behind him. Right. Yeah. So. J.J. Abrams was working on a little show you might remember called Alias. Yeah. Right? Faye Dunaway had a three-episode arc on Alias. Wait, how do I not remember this? I watched every episode of that. Of Alias? Yeah. Do you need a minute? Go down your, your memory hole? Yeah. Which, did it have something to do with Sydney's dad? Bro, I never watched the show. Oh. Yeah. So, J.J.'s working with Faye Dunaway on Alias. And... She keeps making faces okay. into the camera while they're shooting her. And, her, and the directors had to tell her three or four times, Miss Dunaway, could you not do that? What type of faces? They didn't describe them. Uh, she was, again, a little bit aggressive on set. <laughs> no mention if she cold clocked anyone on that day. But whatever happened during that period of shooting was so bad that... Other producers were calling J.J. Abrams to ask, you know, how it went. And he said, do not hire this woman. Wow. Do not call her. Forget her agent's number, essentially, right? <laughs> and she was so angry because it got back to her. And she called J.J. Abrams and said, how fucking dare you? The whole ranting and raving. And he was like, don't you know I'm Steven Spielberg? And he said to her, well, you were a disaster. You you are a disaster. It's a good thing he didn't say this standing in front of her hands. <laughs> But like the thing is that when he was asked about it, he said, well, it was the one time where I hired someone knowing what was going to happen. And it did. <laughs> but that's not the best part of the story. Oh, no. Greg Grumberg, who was there, mm -hmm. went on a podcast mm -hmm. and he said on said podcast, they were sort of comparing crazy stories that they had heard in, in Hollywood. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I got the one. While this was going down, shooting Alias, yeah, the costume uh, woman pulled him aside and said, I've worked with this woman. Don't fuck around. <laughs> and he was like, what, what do you mean? Well, we worked on an indie movie together, she said, and she was made to wear a red dress. And she did the first couple of days of shooting with it and then told the director she doesn't want to wear it anymore. And the director and the producer both had to tell them, we don't have the budget to do reshoots. This is a tiny movie. We've already established the dress. We have to keep shooting with you in this dress. Yeah. Next morning, the, the dress goes missing. Oh, God. It's not in the trailer. It's not in her dressing room. They can't find it. It's not costume department, nothing. Finally, they go into Faye Dunaway's trailer and find it curled up in a bowl behind the toilet with shit inside of it. The woman has to bring this back, right, in the bowl with the shit. And the producer said, 
I don't care how much it costs, fix this. And they cleaned it out, dry cleaned it, put it back in her dressing room. And the next day she showed up on set with the, with the red dress on. And as they're shooting, what was told to Grunberg was she glared at the director and mouthed the words, I told you I don't want to wear this fucking dress. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Jane says. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. <laughs> Before we get to the story that we love, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a point where, you're, okay, well, she's gotten away with this kind of behavior for a long time because it, it predates the internet. Yeah. Right? So, and, you know, gossip magazines only find her so fascinating yeah. at that period of time. Yeah. Right? But now we're in the the mid and late 90s. Right? And when was Alias? Uh, that was like early 2000s, I want right. to say. There was an internet. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I guess they just kept their yeah, mouths shut. Yeah, but also you got to think, what year was uh, Bonnie and Clyde? That was like 72, 73, something Bonnie like that? Bonnie and Clyde, I think, is 68. Oh, 68? Diane. Call Diane. Diane, what year did Bonnie and Clyde come out? Chinatown is after um, Rosemary's Baby. For Polanski. Oh, wait, it was 67. 67? Yeah. Yeah, well. Um, okay. So. So I didn't, I didn't get a bullseye, but I did get that little ring. Yeah. Outside of it, you know. So she was a, a Hollywood darling, as they say. Fuck yeah, she was. Jesus Christ. I just watched like, that movie again. She was a Hollywood darling at the time when the internet did not exist. Right. Like kind of swimming through those waters swimming through my dreams <laughs> swimming through those waters yeah, in my car where everybody <laughs> around her was was doing things oh yeah that would dirty that that would probably like just explode the internet yeah that's true i think faye dunaway knows where like all of the bodies are buried well she alleges that right and she's threatened people that didn't have her back when certain stories come out if she's able to shit in a dress Mm -hmm. and still continue to work on the film that she shit on yeah that lady knows where a lot of fucking bodies are buried you know what i don't doubt it i don't doubt it which brings me back to that oscars i feel like if i ever like if i ever turn the corner and like fade on the way like Like I might, like I might involuntarily pee a little bit. Like she's fuck. Like she sounds terrifying. Well, do you know who Leslie Jordan is? Wait, I do. Uh, is he a f- like French actor? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm thinking he's a little, somebody. little gay Southern man. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know because he's on one of my wife's shows all the time. Okay, right? like uh, the RuPauls and all that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he was on a on a podcast once and he was he was talking about um or a vlog i don't know what they're called i'm old but like <laughs> but he was on one of the he 80s. was on a chat room he was <laughs> <laughs> he was on a message board <laughs> but he was uh he was talking about um faye dunaway because he, he was in a series with her a long time ago and he had run into her recently near a bookstore and he was like oh hi Faye I don't know if you remember me my name is Leslie and we were in a show together and he named the show yeah and she goes 
I don't remember. That was a long time ago. But it was nice seeing you. And then just fucks off. Wow. <laughs> and he told them. He was like, you know, she was nice to me, but she's batshit crazy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well done, sir. Yeah, she sounds terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I hate going back to the same analogy, but I get, well, no, I'm not even going to do it. Like, you know, because in recent trials and what we think of now is like, crazy behavior from oh, actors right yeah. like yeah no it's like this this dwarfs that but on the set of chinatown according to the book easy riders and raging bulls mm-hmm. she would not go to her trailer to use the restroom a, a little 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 preface chinatown starring jack, jack nicholson. nicholson directed by roman polanski roman polanski you know uh, just a he he sounds like a stand up guy. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Robert Evans. Oh, oh Robert Evans. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. I'm so I'm in the hot tub <laughs> with Linda Carter. <laughs> sorry. Never mind. Pretty good impression so far. But according to this book, she wouldn't use the restroom in her trailer. She would use waste baskets. <sighs> there were waste baskets full of pee that people on the set would have to dump out. At one point, uh, she wouldn't flush her own toilet. So Teamsters that were working on the film, union guys would have to go in and flush her toilet for her. And that's the part of the story where I'm like, that's really bizarre, right? Especially for someone who 45 years later has no problem shitting in dresses. I'm just going to reiterate. There is a possibility that she is just always drunk. I've been wasted before, and I I could tell you the next day I was told that, uh, you know, I you I, did some I, I peed in stuff that was definitely not <laughs> toilets. Did you pee in someone's aquarium? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever did that. You you killed my fish, Chucky. <laughs> Chucky was just swimming. He was like, glum, glum, he was such glum, a happy glum. little guy. And now he's upside down <laughs> in a yellow watery grave. <laughs> Fucking, you killed Chucky, John. Don't, uh, don't drink the, the bourbon anymore. <laughs> How many fish got to die, John? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible that maybe I killed a fish or two. I don't know. <laughs> they were just little guppies, John. <laughs> Swimming around in a little treasure chest. I'm just saying. Which, she... by the way, you clocked a treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck were you drinking? Did you pass the stone? Faye Dunaway bought me a couple of drinks. <laughs> I'm just saying, a wastebasket could, in some cases, maybe resemble a. If it looks blurry enough, it may resemble a toilet or. John, that was recycling. (laughs) (laughs) You peed in a bag full of Pepsi cans. What's wrong with you? Jesus. I ain't inviting you no more. Till you learn how to drink some chocolate milk. Or some water. But I don't know where that voice came from. 
<laughs> That's my disgruntled fucking host voice, I guess. Your disgruntled prospector. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you pee in my gold? <laughs> but so the, so she's leaving a lot of pee pee around, right? So apparently she was shooting the car scene. We know the scene. And um, Roman Polanski is stand-up guy. He behaved poorly on the set, too. Like, I guess at one point. Roman Polanski? Yeah. I mean, he didn't, like, do what Polanski, you know. He didn't Polanski. He didn't Polanski. Or at least not that we know of. Right. But he did, uh, uh, this is alleged, pluck a single hair out of her head because it was in his light while he was shooting her, which is got to be like, that's hurt. Yeah, it fucking hurts. Yeah. Right? That sucks, right? But he's like, I'm Roman Polanski. Get the fucking hair out of your head. Okay, so she's in the car. And uh, she tells Polanski she needs to use the restroom. And he said, no, you're not moving. You're in your spot. You're on your mark. We have to get this done. Well, maybe he was confused because maybe what she said was, I have to use the wastebasket. Right. Oh, yeah, that might that, that could cause some confusion. So, so he, he makes her sit there until he gets the shot, which is about an hour and change Oof. of takes and takes. And you, you got to pee. Yeah, it ain't good. But he gets, you know, he gets the shot. So she says to Roman, she's like, hey, Roman, come here. And she's holding a coffee cup. And he leans into the car to, to speak with her. And she splashes the liquid into his face. And he says, and, and I quote, you fucking cunt, that was piss. <laughs> to which Faye Dunaway allegedly responded, yes. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> so... My, oh. my favorite part of this story isn't what she did to Roman Polanski. It's how she behaves when she's asked about the story. Oh. Because she's been asked about it as recently as two years ago. And it's the same response every time. I'm not going to dignify that with a response she'll say. And she'll pretend that it's the first time she's been asked about it. <laughs> what? And she's been asked about what it. What did you hear? Yeah. In 2008, she was asked about it by The Village Voice. She's been asked about it in Vanity Fair. And each time she pretends it's like, how dare you? Like, <laughs> how dare you ask me? No, I won't even dignify that with a response. She doesn't deny it, but she won't dignify it with a response. Oh. Yeah. I, so. I'm going to say this. I don't know if it really happened. No, we don't. It's in a book, but, though. But if it did, throwing piss on such a stand-up guy it's like Roman, Roman Polanski. Yeah. is uncalled pre- for. I was going to say it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, you know, if, there's a couple we got to like, we like, no, nah, you know what? It was, you threw the thing at James Woods. Good for you. Hey, if you, you did Roman. it, if you did it, I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. Alleged in the book. Alleged. True story. Hey, done away, done away, done away, done away. Like, so there are, there are more, but none of them is, is I mean, good that's, as the last two. Like that's you the said, tour de force. Like really. you said, Jane's Addiction, Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop. <laughs> like, definitely Iggy Pop. <laughs> yeah. So, but I definitely want to sell that t-shirt. Yeah. And having gone through this rabbit hole, I kind of mark time by the incidents now. Like when some, you know, I think about the 90s. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. That's back when she was just getting fired from plays. 
<laughs> you know, like, like yeah, and it, like when someone says the early aughts, I'm like, yeah, that's you know the early aughts that they shouldn't address. <laughs> you know, that's just how we should mark time from now on, because <laughs> we can't seem to remember which decade is how long ago. That's how we should mark time. From mark now time on. by by the batshit crazy stuff that Faye Dunaway does. Now I want to empathize with her to some extent, like or try to, because I, I tried to find like the. You know, the silver lining and it like yeah. the silver lining is the wrong phrase, but like, you know, like sort of find empathy with her. Like, I know she's an army brat. She was raised by, you know, a fucked up sergeant. So I just wanted, you know, like trying to see like where this might come from. There is one allegation said at uh, a mommy dearest showing in San Francisco. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a mommy dearest convention. <laughs> I don't doubt that there's a mommy dearest convention. But uh, Ritanya Alda also said that someone had quit the film Mommy Dearest. And this is like someone who's worked with like everyone in Hollywood, James Dean, your Rock Hudson's, your Marlon Brando, et cetera. It said, I can't work with that fucking junkie anymore or work with that oh. drug addict anymore. Yeah. So that's the only time that I heard anything right. about that. So that just came out of one yeah. person's mouth secondhand. Yeah. You know while that person was being celebrated for the, mean, one of the campiest movies of all time. So that there's a lot of, I'm just going to say like all these stories do not sound and I could be wrong because you know, this could be a general, but it doesn't sound like the behavior of somebody that's totally sober all, you know, all the time. Yeah. But you know what I think we should do? What's that? Because we have like a lot of technology mm-hmm. now. Like, I feel like on my next office day, I want to call her publicist or find her agent and Ooh. and just record it and even just ask them to have her come on the show to slap us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, I would totally take a slap from Faye Dunaway. How great would that be? But like, hey, Faye, will you come on the show and just slap the shit out of us? <laughs> no pee, no pee. Sounds like a Craigslist ad. <laughs> Faye Dunaway, will you come on our show and slap the shit out of us? No pee. No pee. <laughs> a- 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 Asterix. No pee. <laughs> Sounds like your Craigslist ad. <laughs> oh, boy. We better wrap up. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to I gotta get going. Like, uh, oddly enough, uh, uh, I got to go help John Travolta get a new goldfish. Like, his <laughs> died for some reason. We're not really sure why. That wraps up another episode of Pop Rocks and Soda. Please click like, subscribe, leave a review, and then find us on Instagram at Pop Rocks and Soda Podcast. Pop Rocks and Soda was recorded at Spillway Street in Red Hook, New York.